The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined tonight by Raj Geary, and we're going to talk all about WWE tables, ladders, and chairs, the pay-per-view that just wrapped up right now as we're going to record this. Raj, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. So that was an interesting pay-per-view. We had two title changes, two retentions, and we'll get into all that in a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel that you can't get anywhere else. Save $3 off your first box at lootcrate.com slash wrestlinginc when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestlinginc. That's lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc. So yeah, let's talk about everything that happened tonight. To start with, did you watch the pre-show? I was it was on in the background. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's good. probably, you know, just as enjoyable, I think, as watching it closely. Um, so the the only match of note, uh or the only match that, that occurred during that was a 10-man match that was mixed tags and singles. We had Apollo Crews with the Hype Bros and American Alpha versus Kurt Hawkins, the Fought Villains, and the Ascension. I don't know about you, but all I thought of when I saw that screen come up was, man, poor American Alpha, that this is who they're lumped in with now. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that for months. You keep lumping them in with these guys, and they start fans start seeing them on that level, and they're not near as over as as they were when they first debuted. they need to get him out of this mix. I don't know right now if they're going to stick with Rhino and, and Heath Slater against the Wyatts. I, I feel like American Alpha is better, uh, uh, a better, uh, I guess, like a, a clash of styles with the Wyatts than uh, Rhino and Heath Slater. So uh, yeah. I would move to that, but um, but we'll see. Yeah, it's tough that there's no real legitimate competition for American Alpha. I mean, the Usos are the closest thing to it, um, but I don't know. I mean, compared to those barn burner matches they put on with the Revival and NXT, there's there's nothing of that caliber that I think speaks to their their unique technical skill set to really showcase it on SmackDown. Yeah, the the thing with the Usos, they never really got that going. You know, like yeah. it, it's like they're feuding one week and then they're not the next, and then they're on the same team at Survivor Series and they're you know they're getting along so i just felt like that never had a proper blow off and, and they could go back to it um new shows aren't really doing anything but um yeah it's just uh i mean they're the best tag team on smackdown by far so uh it would oh, be a shame if they're not used uh better than they have been actually you know who is perfect uh were some of their teammates tonight i could see a very credible and good feud being done between american alpha and the hype bros because the hype bros i mean especially with mojo raleigh i mean you have someone that comes from an athletic background in football so i think that that's the closest match we could probably have to, to that sort of you know style to wait wait with the hype bros and who american alpha I'm saying that, you know, it's a, I know, but the, look, the hype bros, I think, could go heel. I mean, look, at this point, because people are just emotionally invested in the hype bros, turning them heel would not be a big deal. You could draw on Mojo's uh, past athletic ability in football. You know, Ryder can sort of pass to do that athletic style. I'm just saying it would at least be a credible showcase, because when you have American Alpha in there doing collegiate amateur wrestling against the Vaudevillains or the Ascension, it just it seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um you have athletes versus comic book characters this is essentially you know what we have here i just i think a feud with uh yeah unless they turned uh you know mojo raleigh and, and zach Ryder heel i think yeah. that would just bring them down even further uh doing anything with american alpha yeah you'd have to build uh, them up you'd have to build yeah, them up yeah and real quick uh matt morgan uh his son got uh, a little sick tonight uh so he's not able to make it but he will be back on tomorrow night Tomorrow night for our Monday Night Raw show. Matt, we hope your son feels better soon. Um, so, yeah. So, of course, that match, American Alpha, the Hypros, and Apollo Crews won. Uh, Kurt Hawkins was in the match. I'm. That's one, like, if he just never showed up on TV again, do you think anyone would even ask any questions? Yeah, it's, it's, it's their version. It's the SmackDown version of Jinder Mahal. They just, you know, <laughs> uh, bring him back for really no reason except to have a warm body, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, so, yeah. Jinder, they did something with him. What they did with him was sort what? of offensive. No, I'm saying they gave him some screen time. He got involved in, <clears throat> in some match. I mean, it was borderline offensive, sure, and a little xenophobic, but at least they they used him in a semi, I don't want to say credible way, but they tried to do something a little bit of substance by turning him into this, you know, uh, anti-American heel or whatever they, they were doing with him for a while there. He was doing that peaceful guru thing there yeah for... that was the, the last i saw is he just on main event now is that just where i think that's we don't know yeah because we're not watching it, it doesn't and it, yeah it doesn't really matter but yeah i mean the same thing with uh you know with um brian myers why why am i why is his name uh escaping me right now kurt hawkins uh yeah he just uh they didn't even they didn't even try i mean they you know they have him losing right off the bat and and here he is well, we certainly got a lot of vignettes leading up to the to Kurt Hawkins trying to, to trying to make us care, but uh, no. And actually, that's that's the the funny story that could be told, and we'll get into this more at the main event. But it's amazing. Here's a great example of the WWE universe in action. Kurt Hawkins got what six weeks, two months of those little commercials with the Chuck Norris facts, trying to build interest in Kurt Hawkins and what has been one of the biggest SmackDown success stories this year. One, the, the joke with Heath Slater and Heath and Rhino becoming the, 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 you know, phenomenon storyline that it was for a while. But, uh, James Ellsworth, we went from a jobber that did one appearance and, you know, organically got more over than Kurt Hawkins with two months of vignettes and push ever could have. So I think <laughs> that kind of shows that, you know, the fans really don't want to be force fed who they're supposed to, to care about at this point. Um, so let's talk about uh, the TLC pay-per-view itself. Uh, so that was the pre-show with the tag match. Uh, and then we had a tag match opening the, the main show, which was a SmackDown tag team title match. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt versus Rhino and Heath Slater. Um, I, I, I hate to say it. I mean, with uh, the Wyatt family winning and now Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, the tag team champions, do you think this is sort of the end of the road for Rhino and Heath Slater? Perhaps will they be going to, to the main event status, uh, main event the show status in the <laughs> yeah. near future? Well, they don't have main event for SmackDown anymore. Oh, so that's they, true. They, they don't have a, a show to go on. Um, Dark matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I just don't see where else they go with them. I think that that gimmick kind of died out a, a little while ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, they could do another month of rematches, you know, between them just to keep it going and then uh, move on to American Alpha or something like that. Someone in the comment section thinks they're going to go with the Wyatts against Kane and Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. Um, That'd be cool. They kind of did that at the Survivor Series already last year. They did with the and then the kidnapping of uh, the Undertaker. Did anything ever happen with that storyline? So they kidnapped the Undertaker. They kidnapped Kane, and they they never even bothered to explain like, oh, they escaped like that. I remember that thread at the time, and it's just so annoying when they uh, do things like that, and then it's like never referenced again. Yeah, if people in the comment section, if you're also watching. Uh, talking smack let, let us know what james ellsworth is saying i know he's on right now but uh <clears throat> yeah so i i you know i think it's a, a good move for the titles at least now it feels important it didn't feel important before and i think that's been one of my gripes with smackdown i think every week people feel like smackdown's a better show than raw it just doesn't feel as important as raw uh, you know the the, the angles yeah. and, and stuff because I would argue that SmackDown is is really more uh, to the point of Max Landis said, uh, SmackDown is the epitome of a show about a professional wrestling organization. Um, you know, I've compared it SmackDown to like a wrestling version of the Muppet Show in the sense that we're seeing what goes on behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And I think that's been the most interesting stuff, whether it's been The Miz and Daniel Bryan, uh, seeing the stuff Dolph Ziggler with his career, uh, the storyline with Heath Slater and Rhino. I feel like they're more trying to tell stories with wrestling being at the center of it as as opposed to it being a strictly competition show. Yeah, I, I think if you were to make SmackDown three hours, you would kind of have the same problems that you have on Raw. I think yeah. not having that extra hour, but really, in a lot of ways, SmackDown and Raw aren't really all that different. You know, the the you know the formulas and everything are still kind of the same. You don't have Stephanie and Mick, which I think helps it a lot. Um, <laughs> But other than that, you know, the, the backstage vignettes and all that kind of stuff, it, it, they're done similarly enough. They're not, it, you, you, you watch both shows and it's not like they feel like different companies. But the weird thing is with Talking Smack, we have a half hour dedicated show that features zero wrestling where they literally just have in character, you know, sh uh, interviews. 
I mean, it's, it's a different dynamic. It's interesting how that's so beloved. But with Raw, you could say Raw easily spends a half an hour doing out of ring stuff each week. Why does it work on Talking Smack so much better, you know, if you consider the show's a package? Well, I think it, Daniel Bryan has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think it, it uh, you know, I think if it was The Miz hosting every week, it wouldn't have near the, uh, uh, near the critical acclaim. Uh, yeah, we, did, we didn't get a chance to talk about that, uh, taking this past Wednesday off. But what was up with that? And how he tried to do it at first where it was sort of out of kayfabe, where he was like, I'm Mike Miserin, and he kept referring to The Miz in the third person. That was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, The Miz, he, he, when he does the WWE stuff, he just comes across as like a company guy. He just doesn't come across as authentic. Whereas Daniel Bryan, you don't know which parts he's, you know, are what he's told to do and what he's actually saying, you know, from the cuff and he mixes it so well and he's just great at that. So I think he, he just makes that show, um, you know, so entertaining. It's interesting. He was on Sam, Sam Roberts wrestling podcast uh, recently. And, and, you know, he talked about, he didn't seem like he's always crazy about doing talking smack. He said, uh, really? Yeah. He was saying that uh, uh, there are times he doesn't really, he, there are times he enjoys it, but they will often tell him to stop talking about something or, you know, feed stuff in his, in his earpiece. That's what makes like. it so good. Maybe is the fact that Daniel Bryan just does not give an F when he's yeah. on that show. And it, I mean, that's why, you know, and with the Miz on there hosting it last week, it seemed like, like he had so much he wanted to say uh, and so much that he wanted to do. And he just wouldn't shut up. And I think with Daniel, I, I love that. I love that Daniel, I mean, I kind of feel that about his stance in the WWE right now. It's like clearly contractually obligated. So he's just going to show up and do what he feels like doing when he can, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, what's interesting in the chat comments, Meow Man 123 pointed this out. Every title holder on SmackDown is a heel right now. Yeah which is kind of interesting after tonight. I wonder how that'll sort of affect things going forward. I just don't see like the strong baby faces to oppose them right now. You know, American alpha hasn't been built up enough in my opinion to, uh, I mean, they'll probably go with them, but they're not like a, a strong baby face tag team right now. Uh, you've been doing Ambrose to death, um, yeah. first AJ. And, uh, I mean, Becky Lynch and Alexa is going to continue, but, yeah. um, you know, for the other titles, it just, uh, I just don't know where you go with, especially in the world title situation. You keep doing Ambrose because that that looks like the plan. But man, it's been going on forever. It well, feels like it. Well, we can't verify it, but uh, in the chat, someone's saying on Talking Smack they've announced that uh, it'll be Ellsworth versus uh, what was it versus Styles for the title. Oh, this week? is on SmackDown this Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> place your bets on that one. Although tonight, okay. When, when, uh, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but when Ellsworth turned on Dean tonight, I was looking at the ladder. Did you think for a second, holy crap, they're going to put the pelt on Ellsworth and just completely blow everyone's mind? I, I did have that. I did get scared there for a second. Like that was his, uh, but it would have made no sense because he's not in the match. It's not like he has a money in the bank contract, but, uh, well, I, I, I mean, they that could have done. I'm been glad better. they didn't. That uh, would have been better if he would have grabbed it and he was like, I'm the champ. But they're like, uh, technically, James, you weren't in the match. And then they had they would set it up for whatever the next one was. It actually would have been the best way to cop out of this match. I am so done with Ellsworth. <laughs> I just think he he takes all the any seriousness out of this whole thing. He He just drags it out. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, but, you know, to the point about uh, the title holders being heels now, all of those baby faces, I think, are in their best element as underdogs. American Alpha as an underdog is great. American Alpha as champs in NXT didn't really do anything for me. But them on the journey, Becky is a phenomenal underdog. Um, Dolph, I don't know if they're continuing that route, Dolph against The Miz, but Dolph works better as an underdog. And I think Ambrose, I think Ambrose is champion, like the Mean Dean character, like that, I don't know, that fell flat for me. He's lost enough times that, uh, and I, I don't see them putting the title on him at this point, especially if they do go with Styles against Undertaker at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense to have Ambrose beat him. We are still, what, like two months out about, but. Uh, oh, from the Rumble? Uh, is yeah. that the end of January? Yep. Okay, gotcha. So about seven weeks. Yeah. The last, yeah, seven weeks. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they keep it going. Yeah, so uh, here was a match with zero stakes, although we did get an important 
plot twist out of it. Carmella versus Nikki Bella tonight in an ODQ match. This is something that came about from Talking Smack. Uh, they did note that tonight. And I know when we talked about it originally, Raj, we were saying that, you know, when Daniel Bryan said, oh, he wanted to see Carmella versus Nikki Bella in an ODQ match, that was just him sort of, you know, going off the cuff and shooting for a second there. And lo and behold, now two months later, it actually happened. Yeah. Uh, wh what did you think of that match itself? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I thought the... Um... It was weird when they came out with the tape fists, you know, like mm -hmm. trying to make it like a, a real fight. And then her ass is hanging out of her shorts, you know, <laughs> like there's a if you're going to go with that tough look, then uh, go all the way. You know, hey, she didn't wear it. the shiny trunks tonight. She wore the matte black serious fighting. Right. Yeah. Trunks, yeah. So, you know. so um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, you know, I thought the they worked hard. I, I thought it started off pretty bad. But, um, you know, for for what I expected, I thought it was a lot better. And the uh, the button on the end of the match, which Nikki Bella won, is that Carmelo revealed that it was Natalia who attacked her at Survivor Series and uh, made her not able to compete. So, do you think they're just going Natalia versus uh, Nikki Bella now for the new yeah. storyline? Yeah, and and I'm glad they, I'm glad because so many times you'll see them start an angle like that and they just drop it and never you know reveal anything and and, and move on. So I, th I think it's good that uh, they did it. I, um, I think everyone saw it coming that it was going to be Natalia and. Uh, you know, it, uh, Nikki versus Carmel has been going on a long time, too, so it'll be good to, to move away from that for a bit. But are we going to see Carmella versus Naomi now in the C-level uh, feud slot? Yeah, I guess. Oh, God. It's unfortunate for Naomi. I mean, well, Carmella... You could, you could do Naomi against Alexa because she beat Alexa. Oh, that's but, true. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go away from Becky yet when she just... No, uh, this is going to be like uh, Sasha and Charlotte over on Raw and just keep going back and forth from now until the end of time it could be <laughs> um okay okay so we'll uh keep on going here and talk about uh what came up next the ladder match for the ic title the intercontinental championship between dolph ziggler and the miz but i want to thank one of our sponsors and that's ddp yoga ddpy You've heard us talk about it time and again here. They've changed countless lives. Many of the cast, past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. Guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, and Mick Foley. Oh, my God. He looks the best Mick Foley has looked in a long time. Gold Dust looks phenomenal. And why? DDPY. So if you've been thinking about taking control of your own health and fitness going into the new year, DDPY is having their biggest sale ever, their ho, ho, ho holiday sale, which is underway already. For a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're a digital only kind of person, you can get just the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. You can also buy a max or combo pack of 25% off and get 50% off the second one. So buy one for yourself, give the other one as a gift. Surely, in addition to turning your own life around, you know someone who could stand to get on the right track with DDPY. So if you've been on the fence about starting DDPY, this is the best time to get on board. We want you to head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating. Get started now. ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. We thank them for sponsoring the show. So let's talk about this intercontinental title match, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. Um, I guess the, the big news from it is that The Miz retained. But I mean, what did, what did you think about the match itself? I mean, we didn't, you know, see the, the typical uh, template for, for how these things have, have gone down. Um, I mean, what did, what did you think of uh, the match? I thought it was great. I thought both these guys, I, I thought they did an awesome job. I thought Miz was great. Um, they were selling I mean, their selling was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I really like this match. I mean, these guys have such great chemistry. I mean, they've been feuding forever. Or, you know, again, a lot of these feel like forever. I guess a lot of these feuds started, like, right after SummerSlam. Um, but it just feels like it's been going on, uh, you know, since since the brand split. But um, these, these guys, I mean, they have great chemistry together. I mean, they this it was probably the second best match on the show. Yeah, it was solid. Uh, but I think they gotta they gotta change it up just to not keep coming back to this because I think with this the the IC championship I think should be the one that somebody different is is you know gunning for it week in and week out. Um, because well, and I say that as opposed to the main championship because I feel like more of SmackDown's roster is on the level of the Intercontinental Championship and shouldn't be in the main title picture. I mean, do you agree? I don't know. I, I don't really know who you put in because the intercontinental title used to be to get someone ready for the next level. You know, yeah. it's like uh, for, to get them ready for the world title. It's it's not that so much anymore. Now it's just a secondary title. 
Um, but I feel like Miz has just done such a great job that, uh, you know, it, that putting someone in a feud with them, you know, will help bring them up. So I, I don't know who you put in that feud, though. Um, yeah, not Apollo Crews or Baron Corbin. No, no. And their, their roster is just so thin. I mean, they really need to call some guys up. Yeah, or move Sami Zayn over. Uh, yeah, and Sami Zayn would be a great person to put in that spot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, what, what do you think about that? So, uh, you know, just to touch on briefly, uh, at a show, what was it in Osaka, Japan? Nakamura won the title back from Samoa Joe, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was expected. Yeah, and so they're going to go to um, probably a rematch at the Royal Rumble weekend show. But do you think after that, one of the one one of the two or both? Uh, well, not both, I guess, because one's got to retain the title. But do I mean, do you think we'll see one of them move to SmackDown or Raw after that? Uh, I'm sorry, who? Do you think we'll see uh, Nakamura or Joe? I guess whoever uh, loses that match. Well, the Nakamura and Joe, I think, is pretty much done now. Now that you Nakamura regained the title, no, now they're going to move on with uh, Bobby Roode. Oh, that's right. That's so that's right. going to be at the takeover. So usually that's what that means is, you know, you lose the NXT title, you lose the rematch, you get called up. Um, so, yeah, that would be my guess. Uh, I think SmackDown needs Samoa Joe more than Raw right now. So, uh, yeah, I'd l- I, I think it, it's the right time. Who knows? Maybe they might do it as soon as this week. Yeah, that would be very interesting if that were to happen so quick. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you put in the IC match. Looking at the uh, the roster here, I always feel like there's someone I'm forgetting, and then you realize, like, nope, that's the actual roster. You're yeah, not. it's not the it's not the <laughs> deepest. I mean, you could if you've got someone else for AJ, and I don't think like if Samoa Joe comes up, I don't think you should put him in there with AJ right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so you can always move Dean Ambrose down to the IC title picture and feud with the Miz, but I don't think that helps Ambrose any. God, the only singles wrestlers not in any storyline right now. Okay, so Apollo Cruz, Kurt Hawkins, um, Jack Swagger. Yes. And uh, nope, that's that's the only singles male wrestlers not in a storyline currently. Uh, that's crazy. Maybe maybe Rhino and Slater break up. Maybe maybe I don't know. Actually, you know Slater in the IC Championship picture. I could see if they kind of want to give him something to do they could you know I mean, he's liked not, yeah plenty of material for the miz to work with there yeah. um, <laughs> so i don't know um but yeah i just i just don't want to see the same thing again but you're absolutely right it does feel like we're seeing sort of around and around the same same people the same storylines week in and week out and that shallow roster is certainly showing interesting and i i don't think there's a bad news about signing but on the official wwe superstars page uh for the smackdown roster it does have both members of the spirit squad kenny and mikey showing on that page have you heard anything further about them getting signed i don't even ask <laughs> um yeah yeah so I, I just know that they weren't but um yeah well, yeah so someone suggested neville and I, I you know i think please i think neville yeah that would be a good spot I, I i think he can he's much more valuable in the cruiserweight division he can really help turn that thing around when's but, the last time neville was seen on television i mean we haven't seen him on raw in ages him and Sami Zayn teamed up what was that pay-per-view a couple months was that SummerSlam? maybe they, that was SummerSlam. Yeah. Seems, sounds right so yeah, I, I can't remember seeing him since. The man, the WWE forgot. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, but he would be great in the cruiserweights on SmackDown. Really, anywhere. I mean, Neville is just a really, really good wrestler. He's fantastic. I don't know why? That's there's. I, I would love to know behind the scenes. I mean, does just just does Vincent K. McMahon think he he looks like an elf? I mean, what is it? But he looks weird, but not in a James Ellsworth weird kind of way where Vince gets a kick out of it, you know, and says push him. Actually, that should tell you more about all these guys we've heard over the years. Vince is like, oh, he doesn't look like a superstar. He doesn't look, you know, like uh, kids aren't going to buy his merch. So it's like apparently you either have to be classically good looking and really athletic or just a really weird freakish looking dude. And then Vince McMahon loves you. But if you're in between, you're just lost in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Um, so this match happened tonight. We had uh, Baron Corbin uh, versus Callisto in a chairs match. That do anything for you? I thought this was surprisingly good. I yeah. thought uh, this was way better than I expected it to be. I thought uh, 
again, they both uh, they both worked hard. This was, I think, Baron Corbin's best match since he's been on the main roster, and and so I was pleasantly, uh, surprisingly uh, entertained. I thought this was a a good match. Well, I'll tell you, I liked that Baron did some elaborate stuff with the chairs. I liked that they, I mean, a chairs match I think is tough to to really get excitement around, right? I mean, people love tables, people love ladders, but with chairs. Well, what we saw tonight, you can hit each other with chairs or you can set them up and powerbomb people through chairs. Those are basically the two options. Well, it's a dumb it's a dumb name for a match just because. Yeah, just call it no DQ and you could use chairs because it's not like you need to use the chair to win like a ladder match. You know, you need to climb the ladder to win. Uh, it really has nothing to do with the finish. It's actually the same thing with the TLC match. Yeah. Uh, the name TLC, it's really just a ladder match um, because you can't win with the other two. You can't win by putting the opponent through a table. So uh, it's just a ladder match. That's no DQ. So you could use the other objects. Oh my God. I've got what would be the best chairs match ever. This should be the 10 tag chairs, 10 team tag matches that they're so fond of doing lately and do it like musical chairs where you have guys literally beating the crap out of each other. You take a chair away, you know, at a certain point and you want the last one to get a seat. I think that's how you do a chairs match and give it real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> something i'm telling something. you i'm telling so, you yeah so this is the stip doesn't make any sense but i thought this match was good this um, year at least they dropped the whole in stairs thing remember when it was tables yeah. ladders chairs and stairs they were trying to an, make that happen that was another stupid thing they had a stairs match right it was like big show and i, I, I want to say it was like kane or someone like that we've got to talk um, to matt we got to talk to matt morgan about these steel steps that we always hear the oh my god the horror he slammed him into the steel steps if it makes a sound like you're hitting an empty trash can it can't be that hard of a surface well, yeah, well, let's ask him about it tomorrow night, and he'll be back on. Uh, for those who tuned in late, uh, Matt couldn't be here tonight. His son was a little sick, so uh, he'll be he'll be back tomorrow. Cool, man. So uh, let's take a moment right now before we get into the women's match. I want to thank our other sponsor of this episode, and that is Slam Crate, WWE Slam Crate powered by Loot Crate. So you've heard us talk about it before. I'm actually wearing one of the Slam Crate t-shirts that came in uh, the previous crate, which was a limited edition Enzo and Cash shirt. And what's cool about Slam Crate is it's a bi-monthly box for the WWE universe loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel that you can't get anywhere else, like this limited edition shirt that I'm wearing. So these crates are hand-picked and created by Loot Crate, and each crate, uh, each crate contains over $60 in value. You can see it comes in a nice, attractive box here says slam crate on it and when you open it up you see that you get all these goodies of limited edition merch the first crate that came out had some limited edition new day figures uh limited edition mitch the plant grow your own mitch the plant remember that with dean ambrose uh had a nakamura poster which i will not unfold but was in here uh austin aries card uh world championship pin nxt patch dean ambrose belt buckle limited edition Sasha Banks sunglasses, and of course the aforementioned Enzo and Cash shirt. So what's cool about this is you get these crates that have over $60 worth of WWE exclusive merchandise inside them. And the cost is like under 30 bucks for uh, each crate that you get. And you could save $3 off your first crate at lootcrate.com slash wrestling Inc. When you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling Inc. That's lootcrate.com slash wrestling Inc wwe slam crate powered by loot crate go over check it out great for you and great if you're getting a gift for a wrestling fan this holiday season seriously or get a gift for yourself and sign up and subscribe i'll tell you it's like it's like great because it shows up and it's like this whole box of presents that you get for yourself i was i was amazed how much stuff was in there like uh uh yeah because i got one too and man it uh a ton of stuff the girls took the sasha Banks sunglasses right away and and uh the new day toy but yeah it was uh it's a lot of stuff that's in there it's just uh keeps going but yeah it's 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 really a great value and what i love about it is you can tell with the with the mitch the plant inclusion that this is a crate for fans by fans that they're doing the kind of stuff that the wwe would never sell because they're like oh that's too hardcore but no, Slam Crate subscribers, you're the hardcore <coughs> fans. So you're going to get yeah. this really cool one-of-a-kind merchandise. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash wrestlinginc. Use the code wrestlinginc to save $3 off your first crate when you sign up. So let's talk about this women's match. Uh, some people were heartbroken here in my household tonight that Becky Lynch has lost the women's title. And Alexa Bliss is your new women's champion. Uh, what, what did you think of the match itself and how they used the tables, given that this was a tables match? I thought they tried. 
I thought the crowd was really unforgiving. <laughs> uh, they were just, I mean, they were just silent. They did not care about this match at all. And, uh, and so I think that hurt it a lot. I mean, you could hear individual chants during that match. Um, so I think that really hurt it. Um, yeah, I, I, I just thought this was probably the weakest match on the show. And, uh, Which is a shame because I mean they're great wrestlers with you know great characters. And do you feel like maybe with with Becky's undisclosed illness or injury a couple months back that that sort of derailed the momentum they had, and they've just been trying to get that back with their feud? Um, well, I, I think a lot of it is well, I don't know because uh, Alexa I think is great. Like I think she's got the look, the personality, uh, but I don't think she's ready yet to be in that spot. I mean, this is you know. Sh- when you look at Charlotte and Sasha and then you see this uh, Charlotte and Sasha just seem like uh, another level and, and we know Becky can go. So I just think uh, Alexa's not ready for that spot yet. I think she, she definitely will be. Um, she's super talented, but I, I would not have gone with this uh, title change yet. So it makes me wish they'd gone with what seemed like the original plan when Nikki came back and was on the heel team. Because I'll tell you Nikki versus Becky, I think that would be, yeah, yeah. That would be a very good feud. Uh, but, of course, with Total Bellas and uh, the Bella Twins being beloved, uh, I just don't think Nikki's going to go heel anytime yeah. soon. Um, but, yeah, I thought – and the table thing seemed a little awkward with the way they set it up. But I liked at the end. I liked, the, you know, that it had a little momentum there. But, yeah, not the best match I've seen them do. And I think they're in danger just for that Sasha Charlotte back and forth. Like, you know, it was the first thing I said to my wife when she was bummed that Becky lost. I was like, she's going to have the belt again probably before the next pay-per-view probably yeah yeah it's just this, this, way isn't, that, this isn't over yeah not by a long shot uh but it's unfortunate because uh i think uh that you know time apart character wise makes it more interesting and special when they come back together so maybe maybe they do put them in side feuds now and maybe we get becky versus carmella for a couple weeks and naomi versus alexa and then have becky and alexa showdown again yeah they it would, uh, I don't see them doing that. They usually don't, but we'll yeah, see. In a perfect world. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about this match for the WWE world title. Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. Now, we did mention before, Styles retained. And it was, it was one of those matches, man, I mean, where they were really putting it all out there. Well, in the case of AJ Styles, with this tight splitting, he was literally putting it all out there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I kept thinking, I don't know, I was just like, are they going to try and fix it? Because it seemed like it could have gone more extreme in a bad way there. Yeah, he got that his tights ripped in the second worst spot they could rip, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, uh, I was almost expecting when James Ellsworth run, ran out, I was almost expecting him to come out with another pair of tights so he can, you know, change or patch or something. But, um, that this match was, this match was phenomenal. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, AJ is, he's the year he's having is just amazing. He's, he's, he's just on such a roll. It's insane to think. And we'll talk about this with Matt, uh, uh, when tomorrow, because he was there when, uh, AJ, uh, you know, was let go from, or, you know, left TNA and, uh, and WWE didn't pick him up. And it just to think, you know, those are, yeah. And, and granted he got more over in new Japan with that new Japan run, but, uh, man, he's he's just awesome. So I, I thought this match was great until uh, when Ellsworth came in. I, I groaned. Uh, <laughs> I can't, you know, I think a lot of people predicted that he would turn on Dean. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm just done with that. It just it just took all the seriousness. You know, it took not all of it, but it, it just took it down a bit. Man, so you know, I, I know we touch on this periodically, but if you don't like James Ellsworth, how do you watch? the the smackdown main events for oh i don't know like the last pretty much since ellsworth came to smackdown because he's he's involved man like he's in that story i think that's one of the reasons why i just feel like smackdown doesn't feel as important and as as the stuff on raw uh you know the world title programs and and they do a lot of comedy on raw with owens and jericho but uh it just feels like a bigger deal uh right now i think part of the reason for that well, I mean, Owens and Jericho are really, really funny. Uh, I don't think, and Dean is funny, but I don't think AJ is funny. I mean, no, I think he's capable of humor, but even him as a heel, I don't know. I mean, do you like sort of the heel persona the way he he plays it? The whole yeah, champ I think he, runs the camp face that runs the place thing. 
Uh, yeah, I do. I think he's he's been doing a good job at it. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, he doesn't try to do like the the comedy that Owens and Jericho do, and you know, it's he, different he, style. Yeah, and I, and I th- I think uh, I think he's been great at at what he does, but Ellsworth is bringing him down. It's just it's just hard to it, it just feels like an intercontinental title feud almost um, with great matches as opposed to a WWE Championship feud. Yeah. Uh, with Ellsworth involved. Yeah. Although if it was just between the two of them, I don't know. I don't know uh, if they could sustain that. I think with uh, Styles, I'm going to go on a limb and just say, I don't think Styles has found his defining character yet. Um, you know, they, he's been both a face and a heel since he's been in the WWE. But you know what I mean? I like, I feel like Jericho, when he came back, was just sort of, uh, you know, ambling on. And then he nailed it with the scarf and with the list and with the, you know, okay, you know, I'm a superstar. I have things that are expensive. I have no time for you fools. I don't think Ambrose has quite found it yet. You know, whatever, or not Ambrose, uh, Styles. I don't think he's found that yet. Sort of. I, I, I got to disagree with that. We'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you, but you like it sort of with his, do you know who I am? I beat John Cena. I'm the bad, baddest here. Yeah. I don't think he's consistently great on the mic, but he's, yeah. he's very good some weeks. He's, he's fine others. And, uh, I think this is the best he's been on the mic in his career. Yeah. I don't I think he's done some great promos, but um, I don't know. I don't think consistently. It just hasn't done it for me. I mean, I think Dean with the sort of like, oh, I got no plan. I'm kind of crazy. I'm loose. I just, you know, half pay attention and say funny things. I think Dean works well there. And I, I hated when Dean was really mean and egotistical as the champion because it didn't feel like that sort of little bit of fun wild card quality. Yeah. See, I feel like it's the other way. I feel like Dean is uh... – I mean, you just see what the crowd reaction, the crowd's kind of yeah. losing interest with Dean. Uh, they, they're, they're cheering AJ and AJ mm-hmm. is uh, probably the most over baby face, despite being a heel, you know, he gets the, he gets the loudest reactions of uh, any of the, the male stars, at least for sure. And maybe that's the problem, you know, when, with Rollins, after he came back with Rollins, him technically being a heel, it felt like he had to almost kind of force being kind of mean and snarky to to justify that when the crowd clearly loved him you know it's kind of going against uh the tide as it were yeah yeah i don't know mm-hmm. oh but i agree with you the match itself was great it was one of those matches that did not drag on uh it kept going and it had additional layers lots of spots in it um but yeah ellsworth and i think aj's tights ripping probably i mean but that, that was distracting right i mean everyone kind of at that point was like oh <laughs> that 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 could be how the match was remembered. Um, what's the biggest wardrobe malfunction before this in terms of like? Uh, d- I don't know. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of them have been on purpose. Like when you know Jake the Snake ripped off Rick Rude's pants. Yeah, but yeah that yeah. was you know that was the angle. Yeah, um, yeah this is. Uh, I mean, they've they've had the ones with the women where you know you have a nip slip or something. And, yeah. But in WWE clip shows in the future, tables, ladders, and chairs 2016 will be talked about for AJ splitting his tights. I think that will be regardless. Of, and it will it, overshadow the great it, match. It got a ton of attention. It definitely did. Well, because it was, it was suspenseful. Like we kind of knew AJ was going to retain and win, but we didn't know if his ass was going to come flying out, you know, uh, during the match. It literally, you know, the edge of his seat kept us on the edge of our seats. I thought, yeah, but other than that, AJ worked through it like a pro, and he was uh, he was awesome in this. I mean, he's MVP of this year for sure for me. Cool. No, and, and that, they were talking about that too. I mean, just about how it's been almost a year. I think I don't know. Tough to to think about. You know, who to even compare that? I mean, who's had a better year in their first year in the WWE? Just sort of coming in how he did, and just be going to that level and staying at that level. Um, I mean, you could, you could say the Shield. Um, yeah. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's he's definitely had a, an amazing year, especially for someone from TNA because they are they have that stigma to kind of fight off, you know. So, yeah, so if you're watching WWE programming exclusively, you know, AJ was in Japan, that's all we know about him. He was in the yeah. Indies in Japan and then came right to the WWE, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um so all in all what what's sort of your your uh final thoughts on on the pay-per-view itself in the entire show tonight good stuff um i thought i thought it was a good pay-per-view but uh you know it just didn't feel important um yeah. it didn't feel like a big deal 
And uh, but it was very entertaining. I thought I thought it pretty much, you know, top to bottom outside of the the women's chairs match. Uh, I thought it was a, a solid show. I thought it was good. Not the best TLC. And I, you know, I feel like money in the bank sort of takes away some of TLC's uh, specialness by money in the bank, having such a big ladder match at its centerpiece. Yeah. And then, you know, with, with an actual stake, you know, it's like the Royal rumble, you know, having that WrestleMania title shot on the line. It's, it's huge. Although the Miz tonight, got to say it. My favorite spot when they dangle something is when they hang above the ring. Love that they did that with the Miz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always, always a fan when that happens. Um, so, yes, we touched on it earlier, but, yeah, so for those that, that didn't read, that didn't see the article on Wrestling Inc. yet, Nakamura's the NXT champ again, so they're going to show that footage that they shot this week on NXT? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cool, so, man. yeah, in, in Osaka, Tajiri was in action, and he revealed today that he's uh, coming back to WWE early next year. So, yeah, he's, I think he's like 47. Wow. But um, I'm guessing he'll probably just be on... NXT, but who knows? So, with that in mind, do you think he's going to have uh, sort of a dual role of of maybe doing some uh, training in addition to? Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing is known right now. Uh, you know, so outside of what he said, so we'll have to I'll have to look into it. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting. You know, I that doesn't really get talked about much anymore. But a year ago, that was that was sort of the thought, right? With the with NXT hiring a lot of older um, wrestlers that had more experience, the idea that they would come in and be sort of uh, almost not marquee, but you know, B plus level enhancement talent that they would give NXT a name. They would uh, essentially help you know get over some of the NXT homegrown stars. Uh, yeah. Um, hold on one second. Just okay. got an email from someone. Uh, but keep going. Well, I think that was the idea. I mean, no was talked about at the time with Samoa Joe. It was even talked about with Asuka. It was talked about with Rhino, certainly. This idea that NXT is going to bring in some names that, that mean something. Some uh, names that will attract a more hardcore wrestling crowd. People that follow the indies. It will get them invested in NXT. It will help with the live shows. And at the same time, they will put this talent up against homegrown NXT uh, talent to help you know, build their careers, build their characters and give them credible feuds. Yeah. I think right now uh, there's NXT is hurting the main roster and they need to start bringing some of those guys up now um, because you see how thin it is on SmackDown. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's great to bring these guys in to, to help coach, especially with all this Japanese talent they're signing right now. Yeah. Uh, having some, someone like Tajiri there uh, I think is a, a great idea. So uh, let's also talk Brock Lesnar uh, back in the ring this week. That was in Mexico, correct? Yeah, yeah, Mexico City. Came back, destroyed Rusev in like 30 seconds. So Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a really short match. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's his, uh, that was his first match back. Wow. I'm surprised they don't uh, they d- don't use that for like the WWE Network, you know, as a uh, you know, something you could find on there as opposed to just having it be this throwaway match on a, on a house show. Well, if it was a 30 second match, I mean, you don't want yeah, to but people will still check it out. Yeah. I mean, probably, well, in this case, probably because they would have thought it would have stepped on TLC tonight to, I mean, I'm mean, quite frankly with some fans, it would have overshadowed it completely. Right. You don't have to put it live, but you just uh, like tonight on TLC be like, you know, this week or, you know, tomorrow we'll have the full Brock Lesnar match in Mexico city. Check it out on the WWE network, you know? Uh, just, you know, it just seems like, uh, a, a, a waste of a, a Lesnar match when you, when you're paying so much for those, but maybe that's part of the contract is it can't be televised. I don't know. Although, uh, depending on the size of the venue, they could have had cameras there. That oh yeah. Yeah. They definitely have cameras there. I think, it, I think part of it is like his price would be higher if they were taping it for the network. And so, uh, you know. They can't use the matches on on TV. Yeah, see, I think Brock would just be like, "I don't care if you tape this or not, as long as the check clears, I'll show up, do my thirty seconds, and then go back to my farm." Um, because I thought that was the reason that why they did those specials in the past, because it was like they had to pay Brock, so we might as well televise it and get something out of it. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I thought like you mean the other live events. Yeah, I thought that was the reason why those were network only live specials was basically that it was like, oh, we're paying Brock all this money anyhow, might as well put you know broadcast it and get some more bang for our buck. 
All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, James Ellsworth was on Talking Smack. Uh, he w- talked about why he helped AJ Styles retain, and he said that he did it because he believes that he can beat AJ for the title. So that's why he helped AJ win. Um, <laughs> that is and, and, and he said, uh, and he said, Ambrose will get the first title shot uh, once he wins. Uh, and he said, they, they really go back. He wasn't really turning on Ambrose. So um, that's on the website. You can check it out. It's on wrestling Inc. right now. Well, cause they've had, they've had Ambrose and uh, Ellsworth mad at each other or they've had Ellsworth or uh, Ambrose mad at Ellsworth before. And then like a week later, it was like, no, nah, we're good, buddy. You know? Um, so who knows? So, but I'm telling you with this craziness, uh, I'm going to peg it as one in four, 25% odds. Ellsworth gets the belt. Maybe oh, he only has the title for a minute due to some weird stipulation, but I have a feeling Ellsworth will have that title. I think ultimately they'll come to their senses before they do something like that. <laughs> oh man. So let me tell you this. Uh, I got a survey the other day from the, the WWE asking me to fill out and uh, right there on my list. Who's my favorite male talent. James Ellsworth was like in the top five names you could pick on that thing. Yeah. That survey was weird. Cause they didn't alphabetize them. Right. And it was like no. the names were just kind of all over the place. You had to like search for them. Uh, but yeah, Ellsworth was there at the top. Uh, yeah, they were also asking like which past stars you liked and then, you know, your viewing habits, how much, you know, if you watch Raw every week, SmackDown every week. Um, it's, yeah, it's always interesting. They always send out these surveys and it feels like nothing ever changes. So I, I never get the point. Maybe, well, probably because whoever, you know, the vast majority of people that fill them out like who the main people are. So it's just, it's reinforcing. That it's like we're pushing you're, you're, you're sending people. it to paying. Yeah, you're sending it to yeah. paying customers. So, yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, and what was interesting in the past superstars, so of course they did have Hulk Hogan in there, but also CM Punk listed in there. Yeah, uh, Randy Savage. Uh, yeah. So I filled mine out, my favorite male stars. And remember, I did this strategically here in filling mine out. So I put Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and I did check James Ellsworth because I really just kind of want to mess with people at this point to oh, see man. if that many people came back. Uh, favorite females, I put Becky Lynch, uh, Sasha and Bailey. And then, you know, for favorite all time, I put Becky because I think, you know, word on the street is they're not super crazy about her accent putting her on TV. So I figured she could use just a little extra push of all time. Well, <laughs> I wanted to put CM Punk, but I have a feeling they're just going to throw those all out. <laughs> CM Punk on there. They're going to be like, we can't take this person seriously. Yeah. You know, just on, on principle, not because I'm sure a lot of people check CM Punk, but I think that's still a sore subject. Someone's Cody's asking, do you do you see Punk ever returning? Man, I do not. That is like the one just because he is so stubborn and uh, I, I just do not see him coming back. Yeah, uh, and it'll be on him. I think the WWE would absolutely bring him back. Um, I think with this lawsuit, though, I think that kind of yeah. just threw it out the window. Uh, it's clear that it's had an effect. Uh, you know, if Punk has kind of made it clear that it is hurting him financially and, uh, and you know, he sees it as bankrolled revenge. So... I just don't see how he would be able to come back after that. Yeah, I don't know. So if people that have sued them, have any of the the uh, people in previous concussion lawsuits been been brought back at any time in the future? I did notice the other day, I, thought, I forgot to mention this before, on his birthday, WWE social media wished a happy birthday to Maven, Tough Enough Season 1 winner, because he was part of the earlier concussion lawsuit. Um, I thought you said he was part of the first one when we talked about it. He, wow. Maven? Yeah, Maven. I don't think so. No, maybe not. But yeah. I thought that was interesting. They wished a happy birthday to him because when's the last time the WWE talked about Maven? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, they, uh, this is a little different though. Cause this is them suing him, you know, usually, yeah. you know, or well, at least the WWE doctor, uh, is suing him, but it's clear that it's coming from WWE. You don't see that ever. So, uh, it's a, it's a very different situation and they're you know, doing it to, uh, to mess with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, I think that, you know, UFC not working out for CM Punk, how he thought it was going to, man. My thing always was my dream scenario for TNA was, uh, that, uh, Billy Corgan takes charge, uh, gets, got control of the company, 
made a deal with Spike to get TNA back on Spike since, you know, they didn't like Dixie Carter uh, after what happened with the whole Vince Russo thing, uh, or supposedly that was one of the reasons. And then uh, Punk agreed to come in TNA, their rebrand, have Punk do some stuff for him, and boom, you know, you got a viable second promotion again. Uh, oh yeah, it would be huge. But I mean, they you know. could get a lot of. I mean, and not only that, I think that yeah, that would have brought in other. Um, that would have attracted more talent, I think, because if CM Punk were there, I think you get a lot of uh, guys that would want to be a part of that. Well, it, it just would have gotten so much attention if they were able to pull that off, and and CM Punk ultimately getting the last, you know, the last laugh at the end because he's bringing all these new eyeballs to a direct competitor to WWE. So that was always my. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but that was my little fantasy booking business-wise uh, of what I would have loved to have seen if Punk were to come back, you know, s- something like that. But so uh, with, uh, it's gone completely the other way with TNA. Yeah, what, so what's up with TNA now? I guess Billy Corgan's been out giving uh, some interviews, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's clearly not happy with Dixie Carter. Uh, clearly no love lost there. And uh, he, seems, uh, he seems okay with uh, Anthem taking over. And, and I think he's pretty, I mean, he's, done with TNA and TNA is going to go forward. I don't think we're going to see uh, anything different. So um, they're going to do like four tapings a year where they tape for a week or so and, and, and show those for months and, and then do it again. Interesting, man. Well, uh, you know, they somehow managed to keep, uh, keep on keeping on. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, so before we wrap up, uh, of course, we'll be back tomorrow night, uh, right after Monday Night Raw ends with uh, myself, Raj, and Matt Morgan to talk all about Monday Night Raw. Raj and I will be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern time to talk about SmackDown Live and the fallout from Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Talk about what I'm sure is just going to be a historic match between James Ellsworth and AJ Styles Tuesday night on SmackDown Live. Um, Raj, any stories people should look for on the website uh, this in the next 24 hours? I know we got a recap up of TLC we've got a recap of talking smack up there and uh anything else people should look for i mean it's gonna be a busy couple of days so keep checking out cool everyone well thanks for tuning in to the wrestling inc podcast uh, we greatly appreciate it if you like us subscribe on itunes subscribe on youtube leave us a rating or a review and uh, until next time i'm glenn rubenstein and i'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care